This show is part of the WND Podcast Network. If you'd like to check out more shows from WND, please head to our website at wndpress.com backslash podcast to see our current lineup. Hello, dear listeners. With Shane being gone for the next two weeks, it's fallen to me to man the plummeting satellite known as the I Don't Want to Hear It podcast. Now, to prevent us from simply burning up in the atmosphere and being forgotten forever, our atoms pulverized into non-existence, this week, we've released one of our Patreon exclusives to give you an idea of the uproarious shenanigans we get up to behind the paywall. And next week, Matt Moment will be filling in for the good doctor, so we'll have a brand new episode, and if the stars align, we'll have something else for you. But I was thinking, couldn't we go you one better? You know, Shane and I have been talking about deep diving on certain records for some upcoming episodes, and I thought, what better time to introduce the concept when he's away and can't tell me not to? So in addition to this week's formerly exclusive episode of Talk Among Us, we're going to be taking a look at one of my favorite punk rock records, Better Living Through Mutation by local long-defunct Daytona legends, Dr. Evil. We've talked about Dr. Evil on this show before, within our first few episodes when we ran down some of the local groups that were huge and influential for us. Dr. Evil were what you might call a skate punk band, a 90s punk band, as there was a definite epitaph fat wreck influence. But they mixed that style up with just a smidge of horror punk, a la Graves era misfits. In the late 90s, Dr. Evil was top tier as far as Daytona locals went, probably only second to Skiff Dank, who, if I'm not mistaken, are still around, and that's kind of sad. Anyway, I got to see Dr. Evil a few times. Most of the shows are hazy at this point, but I distinctly remember a set they played at Atlantic Sounds, our local record store, in 97 or 98. The aisles of CDs and vinyl were pushed back, and the band played in the middle of the floor to a crowd of about 25 people. And they ripped! It was one of those moments where I realized there was more to this whole punk rock thing than just the records I could order from the Fat Wreck or the Asian Man catalog. There were punk and hardcore and ska and metal bands right in my own town. I remember Dr. Evil closing the set with their cover of the Misfits Astro Zombies, and it was like a revelation for me. Remember, this was around 97, 98, and I'd only ever heard American Psycho. And I mean, with no internet or streaming, I might not have been the only one. But I soon parlayed my allowance into the Misfits classic coffin collection which sat behind the counter at Atlantic Sounds like some holy relic, all because I heard that cover. Still, as much as I love Danzig-era misfits, Graves-era always edges the original band out ever so slightly. And I know Graves is some kind of QAnon freak now, but back then no one knew anything about anyone, and it was honestly better that way. And if you'll allow me, just another small detour, 
The band Dr. Evil opened for at that Atlantic Sound show was another Daytona legend called Putang Clan. Horrible name, to be sure, but would you be surprised if I told you they sounded like Screeching Weasel mixed with no use for a name? Just a fantastic band with the worst name. Putang Clan, they always added a bit of theatricality to their performances. At that show, they came out in prison jumpsuits and leg chains to the sounds of Wu-Tang's clan in the front while picking up their instruments. During one of the songs, the guitarist lit his headstock on fire while he played a solo, then he dunked it in a bucket of water on the last note, and then they threw fruits and vegetables all over the store, which was kind of a dick move. Speaking of theatrics, there was always the rumor that if the mood was right and the planets were aligned, Dr. Evil could be coaxed into covering the time warp from Rocky Horror. And I'm sure it was great, but I never got to see it. I can't say for certain, but this show was probably the show that I bought Dr. Evil's full-length, Better Living Through Mutation. But don't hold me to that. The record was self-released by the band in 98 on their own Pure Evil Records imprint, so it would have made sense. I know I had a tape of it because my friend had it first, but I did eventually get my hands on the actual CD, though I ended up losing it during a move, unfortunately. The cover for Better Living is a bit reminiscent of the liner notes to AFI's Black Sales record, only it predates the latter by about two years. There's the obligatory vampire girl cover image, yes, but then there's these downcast, serious portraits of each band member, which you could see also in the Black Sales booklet. So I'm just going to say it. AFI ripped off Dr. Evil in 1999, and now they're a disco band fronted by a dork who has to cut his leather pants off gardening shears every night. A quick peek at the Better Living liner notes reveals a lot of information, especially if you're from Daytona, and if you had any inkling of what was happening in the local punk scene in the late 90s. Dr. Evil thanks Atlantic Sounds and the owner Mike, par for the course, but they also shout out Off the Record, a great record store in Ormond that shut down around 2001. It was very sad when they went, but they sold off all their stock at bargain bin prices. So yes, I walked out of there with a bunch of All Out War and Hatebreed CDs, but I also picked up a Bright Eyes record because I was 16, and everybody said they were the next Get Up Kids, and I'd never heard them. And then I put that CD in the trash. Elsewhere, you can see Dr. Evil thanks Total Entertainment, a music store here in town that's... Well, they're better than Guitar Center, we can at least say that. Who isn't, but okay. There's also Brass and Reed, where I had my first guitar lesson. Labosco's Pawn, a local institution for junkies who have just given too much plasma. WKRO Crow Radio, when the crow costs three times. If you're the third caller, you could win tickets to see Meredith Brooks at Who Gives a Fuck. And they even thank J.G. Pasternak, one of the guys I briefly did comedy with in the 2010s. J.G. apparently bowed out of the local punk scene right when I showed up. We just missed each other like ships passing in the night. He designed the Dr. Evil layout for this record, as well as the one for Skiff Dank's Stop, Drop, and Roll. Classics both. I still wish he hadn't gone with the black medieval font on the bright red background for better living, but that's just me. JG's a funny guy. I think he's really into cars now. Of course, back in the 90s, I used to beeline it to the band shoutouts when I was reading the liner notes of a record. I had this list of bands that I wanted to check out, and I was always looking to add to it. Among others, Dr. Evil shouts out Skiffdank, of course, Putang Clan, why not, the Doom Clowns, that's some old Daytona shit right there, people. Fortitude, absolute classic, even if they didn't really like most of the kids who came to their shows, me included. Uh, the Nature Kids, if you like a little new metal with your reggae new metal. Uh, the Savoys, my dad was the bassist's guidance counselor. 
Also, they were pre-Brownie points. Uh, and the Unsung Zeros, who got huge off covering uh, Phil Collins, even though the singer had a voice like a dog whistle. Dr. Evil even lists off some of their artistic inspirations. Kevin Smith, Carter Buford, the drummer from Dave Matthews Band, uh, <laughs> Y, and Tenacious D. Now, remember, this was years before Tenacious D put out their first full length, so the dudes in Dr. Evil obviously had their fingers on the 90s alt-comedy pulse. I'm sure they were Mr. Show fans, just like Skiff Dank. And I know this because Skiff Dank used Mr. Show samples on the record. You could tell a lot back then. You could learn so much just by the sound clips that a band would use. And after we talk about that and maybe the weather, maybe you could come join me on the porch to churn some butter because it looks like a storm's rolling in. Better Living was recorded at Real Time, a studio I was too young to utilize as they had mostly shut down by the time I had my first terrible band going. We ended up recording our first demo in a train car apartment in the middle of a uh, junked out war zone in Daytona Beach. Now, the Autumn Offering did record a demo there, if I'm not mistaken, right before Real Time went under. But in the mid to late 90s, Real Time was the place, at least if you were a somewhat decent punk band in the Daytona area. Well, I think that about does it for the credits. Let's get into the tracks. So here's a small clip from the first song on Better Living Through Mutation, Butterflies. pretty good right you can hear the epitaph fat wreck influence in the guitar work tight riffing unobtrusive leads both thanks to guitarists eric evil and jeremy Viral. and i've always loved eric evil's voice it's got the perfect balance and melody and punch he can shout pretty well too on this track and a few of the others b follows butterflies and where the latter has a darker feel b is more of an upbeat mid-tempo anthem the chorus goes that's what i'll be that's it but the melody's catchy and it's memorable Remember, this was long before punk bands started titling their songs with paragraphs of non-sequiturs and inside jokes. And you can thank Matt Canino for that shit. Track three is Day in the Sun, similar in tempo to B. Guess what the chorus is? Day in the Sun. Look, just because some shit is simple doesn't mean it ain't great. Drummer Ben Boyce really outdoes himself all over the record, but it's the mid-tempo tracks where he gets really crazy. I, f I feel like we're in a desert of good punk rock drummers at this moment. Boot dap, boot dap is great, but this dude had chops. And bassist Lance Ferguson is no slouch either. You know, the 90s were like the heyday of fantastic punk rock rhythm sections. Rancid, face to face, no effects. I can't think of any more, but there you go. There's, there's three of the big ones. Track four is called Army of One, and this was definitely a crowd favorite, a real sing-along anytime I saw the band live. The first pylon I ever saw was to this song. It, well, it was either this or Fortitude's The Game. I didn't understand the pylon, but it seemed cool. So much like stage diving and karate moshing, I learned to mimic the movement. And I did it for years until I threw my back out seeing terror in my late 20s. And then I stopped doing all that shit. Anyway, great lyrics on this one. 
Uh, little man, how do you stand so tall? Angry man, I wonder how you even stand at all. Well, I'm sure it makes it easier when you're as cool as you. Ruining everyone else's fun must seem like fun to you. Hell yeah. So here's a taste of Army of One. Denial follows Army of One, and it's a faster song, to be sure. There's a cool slowdown in the bridge area that reminds me a lot of those weird Steven Egerton Descendants riffs. Maybe it's just me. Track six is called How It Is, and it's a much angrier track than a few of the preceding songs. It has a great ripping guitar solo that's over far too soon, much like the song itself, which is only about a minute and 45 seconds. Jeremy Varaus seems to like getting in and getting right back out again. How It Is contains one of my favorite Dr. Evil lyrics, at least back when I was this angry, lapsed Catholic caught in the meat grinder of high school. Traffic signals really suck, politicians pass the buck, Christian books are full of shit, take their cross and fuck them with it. It's blunt, but it works. Track 7, Labels, is a bit of a departure from the rest of the record as it has upstroked ska chords in the verses. Now, at the time... There was such an acceptance and a cross-pollination between popular punk and third-wave ska, it really wasn't that weird to hear this. But it wouldn't necessarily hold up now if this was your first time hearing it. But it's still a fun song with a cool repeating lead. ASMD is the eighth track on the record, and no, I have no idea what the acronym stands for. It's fast, it's short, it's fun. But really, it serves as the intro to what might be the best song on the album. Same old, same old. Here's a clip. It began with a mistake One so easy to make I should have known there would be a problem Not a yes, but a no Said I didn't want to go How would you or your friends tonight? So maybe you should just hang up the phone with me Cause I don't want to fight with you tonight And maybe you should just leave Now, I'm partial to this one, and I always have been. Back in 2017, our band Absent Friends covered this song for our demo. I've just always loved the chorus of, I don't want to go, I don't want to go to jail, go to jail tonight. And when we recorded it, I even threw in a little Spike Slauson ad-lib during the wind down at the end because I thought the song always needed it. Track 10, My Hero, was another big crowd favorite. Just a fast, angry anthem with a lot of moments to shout along with the band. Plus, there's some great woes during the chorus. A My Own Hero never even asked for anything. Love it. My Hero could definitely have been the closer for Better Living Through Mutation, but Dr. Evil goes you two and change better. Track 11 is titled Walk, and it's a pretty righteous cover of the Bangles' Walk Like an Egyptian. Dr. Evil does the song justice without a doubt, and strangely, it fits with the band's style. Track 12 is called Disrepair, and it's another one of those anchor tracks for the record. On par with Butterflies, Army of One, Same Old, Same Old. It's angry, catchy, has a memorable chorus. It's a great live cut. 
There's a fantastic guitar solo on the song, too. And just like the others on the record, it doesn't overstay its welcome, which makes you just want more shred. But this was the 90s. People actually used to talk shit about your record if there was too much musicianship on it. Now, the rub with disrepair is that at the end of the song, they dive into Sabbath's Iron Man for the outro. And I know what you're thinking. That sounds corny. They destroy it. And Jeremy Varau gives us yet another great guitar solo. And then there is, of course, Ben Boyce's fantastically tight drumming. They elevate Iron Man in this outro of their song. But just when you think it's all over, the obligatory hidden track rears its head. And Dr. Evil didn't do that 20 minutes of silence. Now here's the secret song bullshit. As soon as the last notes of disrepair slash Iron Man ring out, the man launches into a fantastic cover of the Misfits Astro Zombies. Eric Evil even danzigs up his voice a little bit just to do the woes justice. And that's Better Living Through Mutation by Dr. Evil. You can check the episode notes for a download of the record as it's not streaming anywhere. I'm sure those of us who have been into this shit for any decent amount of time all have that one local standby, that one regional band that you'll put up against any and all comers. Well, for me and for a lot of other people from Daytona who are my age, Dr. Evil was that band and still is. It's honestly a shame that they were only around for the short time that they were. With the advent of streaming, and at least in the 2000s, the cost of printing vinyl plummeting to new lows, they really could have left a legacy for more listeners. As it is, this full length is the only proof that Dr. Evil ever existed, as far as I know. And I don't even have my own copy of it anymore. Justin, an old friend and the drummer from my mid-2000s band years from now, found his copy in a box in his garage. I asked him in a hushed tone, can I borrow it? I don't know what the hell happened to my copy because it's not like I don't care about keeping things like this. I still have my Skiftank CD and a box full of Fortitude cassettes and various other late 90s demos. But for me, better living through mutation was the lost holy grail. And now, dear listener, I give it to you. In the future, when we cover more popular albums, we're not going to have the clearance to play copyrighted songs on the show. We're taking a chance with Dr. Evil as they haven't been heard from in 24 years and the album's out of print. That being said, Eric Evil, if you've somehow heard this and you're displeased, we'll be glad to stop sharing the music. But we're going to keep the episode up without the clips because you guys were just so goddamn good. And that's going to do it for us this week, dear listeners. Matt Moment will be joining me next week and then Shane will return from his sojourn after that to resume the show proper. Patrons, we've got some more bonus episodes in the works, and for everyone else, we've got a couple of fun deep dives coming up that we can't wait to share. Follow us at I Don't Want to Hear It Pod and at WND Press on Instagram, even though it's a societal cancer. Consider joining the Patreon. The link is in the episode notes. Some of our funniest episodes can be found there. And go listen to our Christmas special. Dude, it was funny. And the count on that episode makes me so sad. And yes, we're working on Halloween and Christmas specials for this year. It's happening. Also, check out the episode notes for a download of Dr. Evil's Better Living Through Mutation, as well as some other helpful links. You can check out our website, I don't want to hear podcast.com, and click the link it came from the beach to be transported to an archive of all the music we've made and been close to for the past 20 years. There's streaming, downloads, pictures, and videos. Check it out. Check it out. I updated it the other day after several years of not. You want to hear all the other side of the sky's recordings? We got you. All right, everybody, we'll be back next week. So until then, Anaya, blah, 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 Hildwid, and good night, Taco Bell Joe, wherever you are. Shane's not here to team me up for the Taco Bell Joe bit, so. Oh, buddy. At Dr. Evil. Oh, it's a good one. 
Oh, buddy. Just talking to myself now. It's actually getting kind of, kind of sad. It's just me. These four walls. Ain't nobody here. Just me. Taco Bell Joe. All right, buddy. I gotta go. Bye. It began with a mistake What's so easy to make I should've known it would be a problem Not a yes, but a no Said I didn't want to go Find us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at I Don't Want to Hear It Pod. You can find us on Twitter at IDWHI Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at I Don't Want to Hear It Podcast. Check out our website at I Don't Want to Hear It Podcast.com. And if you follow the link, it came from the beach. You can hear all our old bands and the bullshits that we did. You can check out our publishing company at WNDPress.com. And if you would like to submit a work or get published with us, uh, you can email us at info at wndpress.com. If you'd like to reach the show, you can email us at idwhipodcast at gmail.com. Send us your feedback, send us your information, let us know what you think. Please consider supporting the show. Check out our patron. You get all kinds of cool bonuses, including discounts on merchandise. You get bonus episodes like our Play It Loud and our Talk Among Us episodes, and all kinds of goodies. We make a bunch of playlists for y'all too. Find us, it'll be great. 